1: So, was this the last night of Edge? Kind of sounds like nothing is ever going to have a corner again, but my word, he has just celebrated 25 years in the WWE, and he apparently had his last match against Sheamus last night on SmackDown. And I tell you, you don't want water coming at your seeing devices Do not go and watch this episode. It really has become the talk of the town, however, especially because after this, Adam Copeland was in the ring when the cameras are off, and he was saying, well, I don't know what my future does hold. So all we can do is give shrug emoji. And now, look, you don't know, I don't know. People are saying, oh, maybe he's going to turn up at AEW All In. Well, anybody could turn up at AEW All In. You could, I could, your mum could. (laughs) Imagine that. You're sat on the couch going, man, I'm having a great time. Joan. anywho he is a damn hero and you really should go out of your way to watch this thank you edge also hello my friends and welcome to another episode of ups and downs the show where we just basically do a massive love fest for professional wrestling because there's too much negativity in the world it's going to be honest and transparent with you also my name is simon that's all the information i do have one day i'll be dead <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Let's up those downs. Smackdown also started this week in the most WWE we ever, because we have a talk show. I was good with it, though, because it was the Grayson Waller effect. This guy is such a dickhead. He was all like, oh, man. The last night for Edge or 25 years of Edge... Don't you know it, I'm basically responsible for his entire career. It wasn't his guess, though, and instead it was Santos, Escobar, and Rey Mysterio, because, of course, last week Rey Mysterio became the US champion. So Grayson was just like, well, I've got my pot, and I've got my spoon. Why don't I start to stir? Santos also came out with a knee brace on, so he's still selling that injury. And, of course, Rey was super happy here. But while it was all, hey, Santos... Kind of seems like to me, Rey Mysterio screwed you over seven days ago. And he's just another one of these legends that refuses to pass the torch. And I'm sick of this. What am I meant to do when I'm in the nighttime? He even asked them if they were co-champions. And Mysterio's like, no, that's not a thing. So this was like you going up to one of your friends, and they have a friend. And you both know that they're in love with one of the other one's partners. And you're like, why don't you go have a threesome? Like, would you stop it? Eventually, the good guys told him to shut up. So, Santos was all like, I tell you who I do hate that Austin Theory. And seriously, the loving that Escobar gave to Rey Mysterio after this, I was like, I have watched a lot of professional wrestling, you are gonna murk him. By this point, we had said Austin Theory's name a lot, so I'm sorry he was backstage going four, five, six. Oh, there it is, I'm allowed to walk out now. And of course, he's really pissed off. He too feels like he's been screwed over. So, basically, said adam pierce why don't you come out of here right now and give me back my us championship belt and i was like i'm sorry bro that is two plus two equals potato he also called this a tragedy <laughs> i was like imagine that in a sad movie you go to the theater you sit down and the story is man loses his belt no one cares actually the complete opposite to this happened too because pierce walked out was all like ha ha you're actually not going to have a title shot and instead And he never really finished his sentence because L.A. Knight's music hit. And this place went crazy. I mean, it really has become one of the reasons to watch Smackdown to see how loud his pop was going to be. And he was all like, oh, man, there's Austin Theory. You fumbled the ball because you're an absolute jackass. Oh, look at you, Rey Mysterio. While I do respect you, you better bet yourself I'm coming for that title. This is when Adam just went, actually, I have an idea. Let's do Austin Theory versus L.A. Knight." In a number one contendership match. I was like, well, I guess you gotta do something. Why not? The absolute WW madness then continued, though, because we got here came to play, and that came the Miz. i see. He went crazy on commentary because he was talking about LA Knight and said, I'd tell you about LA Knight. He's just Fandango without his dance shoes. He is Eugene without his crayons. And he is just another Doink the Clown. And I lost it. Because how dare you take shots at Doink? You couldn't lace. Doink's boots, if he wore boots, he probably wore clown shoes. But we need to be nicer to Doink, the greatest professional wrestler that ever lived. Austin actually did all right to begin with until Knight clotheslined him to the outside. And of course, because The Miz was on commentary, LA Knight and him started to yell at each other. So Knight was like, well, I'm not particularly enjoying this. So he grabbed Theory and he threw him into The Miz. That's a human projectile. We then cut to the commercial though, and when we came back, Austin Theory was on top. So I was like, OK, we're going to have to figure it out for ourselves. But actually, this one was quite easy because I bet Theory shouted at L.A. Knight, let me talk to you. And because that's L.A. Knight's catchphrase, he is now preconditioned that if somebody does say that, he just stops and he waits to be talked to. And Austin was like, <laughs> I've got nothing to say. And he punched him. I'll do. Theory just got obsessed with doing rolling moves after this, which he does enjoy. And he did one too many because Knight cut him off when he hit a side Russian leg sweep. And I was like, I tell you, if he starts doing eye rakes and double axe handles, he will become my favourite wrestler ever. Theory then did panic though, so he went for the A-Town down. This is when The Miz just casted Mega Distraction. I mean, not only was he on the apron, at one point, he just got in the ring. This was totally fine. Eventually, Knight did catch up with him and he smashed him one too. But of course, you can't do this in a WWE ring. You can't focus on another human being because Austin Theory looked to the left, he looked to the right. And he hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. The surprise roll-up. And he held the tights, which is doubly as devastating. One, two, three. So I absolutely started cracking up because LA Knight, of all people, shouldn't be losing right now. But look, it's just classic WWE booking. Austin Theory didn't really win. And this can set up Knight versus Miz for the Payback Pay-Per-View premium live event. LA Knight can win. And before the end of the year, he absolutely has to be the US champion. We're also never going to do Rey Mysterio versus him, because that's two babyfaces. So now we can do Austin Theory versus Rey Mysterio. And probably Santos Escobar screws over Rey. <laughs> it's going to make me laugh. All of this was alright though. Maybe a little bit long. But man, did I love that reaction for La Night. Giving it up. they then got a bunch of videos of people thanking Edge, including from the likes of Sami Zayn and John Cena, which was very nice. When we just got... This incredible highlight package. Once again, you watch it and you're like, (laughs) I'm not crying, you are. It really has made me totally confused about what we are doing with him. But as we have got to this juncture, let's just give Edge an up. Also that video was so damn good, it deserves it anyway. But when you actually break it right down, like DX, he genuinely is one of the best ever. Which is when out came damage control (laughs) and poor Dakota Kai was with him. I was like, can't we just let her rest? She only had surgery like yesterday. It didn't mean that we were gonna have the most random match ever though. Because even though they fell out a few weeks ago and they fought at SummerSlam, Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair were just teaming up again. And I was like, well, I can't figure this out. There's only one person I could turn to. Though so I'd been tasked with figuring out why Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair were team together, cause I couldn't be bothered to do any work. I just made it up. And the answer is aliens. That's right. Life forms from a different planet. My gosh.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass?
2: rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Of course, they were taking on Bailey and EO
1: Sky. And actually, the big reason to do this was because we were going to write Bianca Belair off TV again, which is kind of strange because she only just came back. Although I will say, I do believe she's filming some show for Hulu with Montez Ford right now. So, maybe it ties in. What I do like about these tags though is that you do get mini cool singles things in between them because, for example, not only did we get a little something something between Bianca and Bailey, but we also got Charlotte and Leo Sky going at it. I was like, yeah, there you go. Bailey was even pulling Bianca's hair at one point to get out of moves. This was very difficult for me because I watched it and I tried to empathise, but I couldn't. That's when the Queen was in. She just put booted Sky right in the head. I was like, man, she's dead. So I was obsessed with going to the top turnbuckle during this match, though. So Bailey did stop her, which is when Io was back. And she got revenge because she kicked Charlotte right in the skull. And after the Queen had been beaten up for a while, of course, she got the hot tag to Bianca Belair. And when they did touch hands, you could see the heat coming off her palm. That is not true. Bianca really does rule, though, and she got a great reaction from this crowd. And Bailey was so worried, she ran in there, but she got hit with a backbreaker straight away. So I started screaming, somebody called an ambulance. She must have broken her back. For some reason, Charlotte was then bleeding. I was like, is John Moxley around the place? But I couldn't see him. When she went to the top and finally hit a crossbody onto everyone, when her big decision was, well, I'm going to go back up there. Because Bailey was back once again and just threw her off. And we kind of acted like Charlotte had hurt her ankle. But actually didn't tie to anything bianca tagged in kod on bailey one two three we were done so even though it made no sense i did actually enjoy this and it went a long old time which i appreciated so i am gonna give it an up and then yes afterwards bianca was being interviewed and damage control kicked the absolute crack out of her and it was all like oh my knee my knee my knees in so much pain so i guess she'll be back soon I don't know. I don't write the show. We then had yet more videos for Edge, and I was like, man, it's making me wibbly-wobbly because they're just going too emotional with them, when we had the brand new No Nonsense Street Profits. This is how they were described to me. Within about two minutes, Montez Ford did a dive. I was like, oh, yeah, No Nonsense, my ass. I am super-duper pumped for this, though, because we have changed them up a little bit, and they just come across, ironically, like they have more Edge. They're also taking on the OC, poor Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Somebody must have gone up to them beforehand and said, hey, bros, tonight ain't your night. Because it only went about three minutes, when they were going for the magic killer, they totally failed. When the Street Profits hit this new finisher, and, like, Dawkins gives somebody a spinebuster, and then Montez comes in with this flippy dippy doodah thing, either way, I was like, man like a mortal combat fatality it also felt like it was super easy for them as well and afterwards bobby lashley did come out to say yeah we did it he got a massive reaction too but we have planted some very interesting seeds here and when i searched my feelings i realized i am very excited about this well we have got to do something proper with bob soon he's done nothing for weeks hasn't made any sense i'm giving it up. when we actually did get some bloodline stuff even though the rumor all week had been, we're not going to get the bloodline on SmackDown. Now, this was a little bit different, but we still went intrigued. It was mostly Kayla Braxton interviewing Paul Heyman, the man who is wise. She was like, oh man, let's talk about some rumors. Paul just turned to her and went, no. <laughs> it really made me laugh. Braxton continued though, because she was like, well, apparently people have been saying that Jay Uso isn't with WWE anymore. I was like, that ain't no scoop. What, are you, what have you been doing for the past week? Jay literally looked into a camera and said, yeah, I'm done with WWE. I mean, a child could have figured this out. Somebody then called Heyman's phone, and I presumed it was Roman Reigns, going, why can't I find a proper chair to sit on? Because he is the head of the table. But Paul sold this massively. He's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Thank you so much for telling me. He was happy to share this information too. And it is that next week, Jimmy Uso will be on the show. And when Kaylee was like, couldn't you tell me your source? Hayden once again said, no. <laughs> I don't know why, that's funny. I really do hope this does lead to some sort of Roman Reigns and Jimbo match too, because I just think we need to do that to draw a line under the whole thing. And then you can separate the Usos from the bloodline and do Jimmy Uso versus Jay Uso. And also it tells you, look, what Jimmy did had nothing to do with Roman. I think that's important. Still, Paul Heyman always knows what he's doing. He just makes you so interested in what is going to happen next week. And I also appreciate the fact that we did just cool our jets a little bit for this episode. Smart thinking WWE, giving it an up. When we did get to our main event, and as you can see it got a hell of a lot of time, tears in my eyes. Because it was Edge versus Sheamus, and yes, they were just allowed to go for ages. And the reaction that Adam Copeland got when he arrived in front of his Toronto fans, well, there's only one way to put it, it made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. They shook hands before they did begin to once again make you go, well, is Edge retiring? I think he is. And if this is the last match that he ever does, he put in one hell of a performance. As Sheamus would say, it was a banger. They also started by tackling each other to the floor. And I was like, yeah, let's do some wrestling. When Sheamus hit the Irish curse and we cut to the ads. And when we came back, Edge was in control. This one is really easy, though, because I bet Sheamus was all like, Ah, oh, Edge, it is your last match, fella. Why don't you kick my arse? Or actually, he's just a very nice guy. It then got massively out of control because the rated R superstar power Bob Sheamus off the apron to the floor. And that looked absolutely horrible. Then they got back in the ring and he applied the sharpshooter. I was like, oh man, we're doing the hits. Sheamus then went for the 10 beats but Edge actually reversed that and just punched him in the head 10 times when he actually speared Sheamus through the ropes and to the outside. So once again, I was like, that dude is almost 49 years old, almost 50 years old. And he's doing this. He is going out, ironically, with a bang. We then got into these near four. And they really did get me, because I was like, on the one hand, Edge could win, but of course he could lose. And there was this great bit, when they did a superplex, they hit the floor, and they popped right back up, and Edge gave him the execution for the 1-2-R uh, kicked out. Now that was always going to happen. Ain't no way he was going to win with the execution. He also they went for a flying nothing and got cracked right in the head, because you always have to go for the flying something, when he busted out the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. But that only got a two as well. So damn disappointed, can you imagine? Never Avalanche White Noise and the Celtic Cross got another great false finish when Sheamus must have beat him about 79 times when all of a sudden edge went for the spear but instead he got bro kicked and he kicked out at two again i was just shouting "Ooh, the it they leveled up once more because edge finally hit the spear and sheamus kicked out of that so i'm like man well what are we doing but actually it was just to set up a very nice moment because edge went to the corner everybody just went nuts and he hit the spear and he got the one two three and we saw his family in the crowd and beth phoenix was crying honestly i don't think you could have done this better it may have been perfect. So there has to be something here, even if it is his last match in WWE. But either way, I'm giving it a round of applause and I'm not just giving it up. I'm giving it a golden up. This is what wrestling is all about. It makes you feel something. Once again, just to draw a line under it. What a flubbing career he's had. So if it is the end, a massive thanks to Adam Copeland Sas Edge from me. He has entertained me for 25 years. As we do know and think of all the times he put his body on the line. So it's a couple of thumbs. One of the best, no doubt. Which did indeed bring us to the end of SmackDown, and look, it relied a lot upon the fact that we did have all this stuff with Edge, but that should be the point. He's putting the time, and he deserves his plaudits, giving it an up. Now, please do leave a comment below and let me know, what do you think? Is Edge going to AEW? Is he staying in WWE? Should we all just shut up and wait and see? Probably that option, but we won't do it. And click the video on the screen. It's ups and downs for AEW Dynamite. Let's watch it all. Make sure you enjoy your weekend. We are one week away from that giant Wembley show, which has now sold more tickets than any wrestling show ever, which is just damn wonderful. And WrestleMania 40 sold out like crazy too. We are living in the best times. Let's enjoy it. Goodbye.